So before I start today's podcast, I just want to admit something. I uploaded a YouTube video just earlier, titled "How to Be Confident: Real Stuff, No Fluff." It's it's a pretty good video. Except right after I uploaded it, I realized I said something that could have been interpreted very wrong, and that was I I said something about. Accent and how I think that most people, if they learn a new language and they have an accent, is because their mouth feels awkward to move in a different way. And the one way I could think of that would make it offensive is that some people might think, "Well, what's wrong with having an accent?" Or maybe they have a different reason for why they have an accent. I don't. Think people with no accent or perfect accent would have any comments about my comment, but it's you know it happens uh, for people who make a lot of content online nowadays. We slip up. We don't really think of all the scenarios that the content could be interpreted. And I'm so glad that I am not famous. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be canceled. Nonetheless, I don't think I'll edit it, or I mean, I don't edit my YouTube videos. I don't have the manpower yet, and maybe in the future I'll make it private and create、uh, an updated version that is better. Maybe won't have like things that I said that I not regret, but you know, was not、uh, very considerate of me in the moment. But so that's out there. I want to today talk about something that I haven't talked about in a while, and I don't know if I'm going to be emotional. So, trigger warning. I think I'll cut it out, so don't worry. But I had gotten married and divorced when I was 24, which was two years ago. So not too long ago. And my divorce actually just went through like four or five months ago. At that point, I was like, kind of really over it, but、uh, it's something I have a lot of feelings about, mostly because I didn't really get to talk about it as much with anyone in my life,、uh, except my therapist. <laughs> Even with her, I have I don't think gotten really into it. Anywho, so what happened was I met this guy. And we fell in love, and it was amazing. I was very happy. It was a very different life for me, and almost was the opposite of what I wanted my life to become. I never wanted to be a wife, let alone a housewife or a trophy wife. But I became a trophy wife, and despite being very happy, I actually take that back. I was. I, yeah, I was happy, so don't say that.、Um, I know how I feel, and my feelings matter. Thank you. So it, it's a different kind of happiness, which I actually prefer. This one that I'm having, like, which is being able to pursue my own ambitions and work on my stuff instead of solely supporting my partner in his stuff. So then I made the decision to move to Canada from Vietnam to be with this person and help him with his mission, 
to help a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people to become happier and more successful in their life. That's ultimately what I want to do in my life. And I didn't really have any projects of my own. So his just became mine. And I don't want to say anything about him as a person. And I can only say that he was a good person. That's why I married him. It was a good decision to marry this guy. Had it lasted, I think nobody would say a thing because I would have been very happy. But we broke up because I actually got dumped. I didn't break up with him. I begged to not end the relationship. But uh, whatever his reasons were, I did believe them then. Now I have a different perspective of what happened. But I don't want to talk about it. I don't think I ever will. (laughs) Unless I want to be sued. But I still need to tell you because then you'd be like, but why did you get dumped? I would say that I knew how our relationship would end if it ever did. And it obviously did. And in the exact same way, I knew it was going to happen, which was that he forgot. So he, I think this is the truth. He does have some uh, mental ailments. And he listened to himself more than he, of course, listened to me, which is great for him, right? I want people to just do whatever you want to do. And anyway, the point is, nothing was wrong in our relationship. I did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Uh, He just didn't care as much about me as he cared about himself. (laughs) There you go. And it happened very quickly. And by that, I meant in an evening, like within a couple of hours, I was moved out of the house that we lived together in. And I was obviously very shocked. I think I was more shocked than I was sad because that shock emotion is probably more intense than sadness. Anywho, I It just got really rough. I didn't know what to do. My life pretty much went upside down. He refused to see that from my point of view. He didn't see why I was being so emotional. Because from his point of view, he said that we would still be friends and whatever. And we still care for each other. And what's the problem, right? Uh, But from my perspective, and I think now that he has had time, I don't know if... I don't know if he's listening to this, but when I moved here, the plan was for us to build a life together and I would get my citizenship. I would settle in. I would help him with whatever he needs. So the moment that he said, and we need to get divorced in my brain. Now I have to move back home with nothing of myself. And he's not going to come with me. So what did he mean by we still be there for each other? I did not understand that, and I still don't. I don't think we would have. I think, yeah, I think he was just very blindsided because he was probably also very emotional because I was crying. (laughs) I then pretty much was moved out. I had zero dollar on me. 
Uh, I'd always been depending on him for everything since I moved here because as a not immigrant yet, but I came here with a visitor visa and so I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything to make money. He was sponsoring me, so he was supposed to take care of me financially and of course emotionally as a husband. But I then felt like I was just dumped and left to fend for myself. And he, you know, eventually he would like send me money for groceries and rent, but that was the extent of it. And the hardest part was I had to tell other people in my life. So at the time, I had a friend. Uh, her name's Katya. We're still friends now, and I would say she's my best friend. And only because I don't have any other friends. And she... We were just very new friends. We had met not too long ago. Probably two, three months before this happened. And then she... At that point, I was really wanting to have better friendships. So I thought that just to test it out, I would just tell her and see how she reacts. And, you know, maybe she's a good person and she would just be very supportive of me. And so I did. And that was the only person I told from the get-go. I think I did tell another friend that I met not uh, too long ago, but she, we haven't kept in touch, so. So Katya, she uh, was always there for me, and she was just a very good friend. I don't know what to what to say. Like everything you need in a situation like that, stranded in a foreign country with nobody and no money, Katya's the friend you you would want around, so that you don't kill yourself. And so that was fine. Until we said I figured out my situation and what I was going to do moving forward without this person husband. And I now had to tell my mom. Because the plan was that I had to, well, fly back to Vietnam. It was during the pandemic. I couldn't go. So I was literally stranded and had to just wait for the border to open up. And when I told my mom, I was still in shock, couldn't figure out how to explain the situation to her. And I don't remember exactly what she said, but this is just how I feel. And from my point of view, maybe she would disagree. But she obviously first question, what did you do? Because I was dumped and nobody ever gets dumped for no reason, right? Unless the other person's a piece of shit. And is cheating on you and trying to get excuses and gaslight you and whatever. But my ex-husband was none of those things. And he had just been very, very good to me. And I couldn't tell her. I didn't know what to say as much as I don't know how to explain that to you now. Other than that he has issues with his mental health. But uh, mental health is also not a concept in Vietnam. So it's just impossible for me to doing it to explain why, what, when, who, how, what, right? And my mom, I guess, was also very emotional because now she's worried about me being stranded and had no support. But in my brain, I just was, I was like, well, now my mom thinks it's my fault. I must have done something to deserve this or for this to even happen. 
and she has no ill intention. I knew that, but just the way that the conversation went, it is how I felt, and I felt no support from my mom. And coupled with that, she now, since she can't blame me, uh, the other person she can blame is actually what's happened here. So after she was like, "Oh, what did you do?" The next thing she said was like, "Oh, I told you so." I don't know. I don't know what to say about that.、Uh, my mom's a very、uh, an amazing person. She's very wise, experienced, and all those things. But she's still a product of her own environment and her upbringing. And she sometimes said things that really hurt me, and I could not explain to her. How it was affecting me, and so I just、uh, really wanted to just hang up, but I couldn't because with my mom, and she was very worried, and she asked me what my plans were and all those things, and I actually, I think she was also pissed that I didn't tell her right away because I waited like a month or two for me to figure out my situation and get over the shock and depression and all that. I didn't want to like call her and couldn't say a word, right? And that's how I personally deal with. Situations is I have to process this first, and then I deliver it to people around me who might be affected, and in a calm and logical way, and with a solution. Because I also don't want them to worry about me. If I certainly call you and I'm like, "Hey, I'm stranded. I can't go anywhere. I have no money. I'm gonna die." Versus, "Hey, I got divorced and I am stranded, but I have a plan." And here's how it's gonna go. And these are different scenarios,、uh, depending on what happens in this time, right? So in my brain, at least it's logical for my mom. She's just like, ah,、oh, she didn't tell me. She didn't like trust me or something. And、uh, in all honesty, I don't trust her to not worry about me. I don't want her to worry, and so that's my coping mechanism. And so. So that was that, and I just wanted to say that I'm so very hurt, and I never confronted him or her, him as in my ex-husband and her as in my mom, about what happened. The most I could say to my ex-husband was that I was angry at him, and that was significant because. I was never an angry person. You could not piss me off. I was really detached from reality, and I had such low expectations that you could not disappoint me in any way. But my ex-husband, his behaviors and emotional outbursts really traumatized me and made me, yeah, just angry at everything and at him specifically. So I told him that. And、uh, because that was the first time ever in my life that I was angry, I didn't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I eventually figured out that I just need to go for a run, just the urge, and then have really loud, like metal, hard metal music, like blasting in my ears, and that would have and that would help just get it out of my system. And of course, a lot of crying daily. I don't think I still am over it emotionally. I mean, I can talk about it nonchalant and everything, but 
if I really now get into all the nitty gritty of how I feel about people around me leaving me so easily and quickly, I think I'm going to break down. I will do. I'll save that for my therapist. Won't bother you with this. And so, I don't know how I want to bring this up to my mom in a way that's uh, respectful. It's just really hard to be respectful in the Asian culture because the default respect is there's another word. It's like ageism. It's not respect between human and human. It's uh, respect between a younger person and an older person. So if you talk back in any way, it's considered disrespectful. And it's just so baked in the language and the way we live that it's just so hard. So hard to do. <laughs> like I understand logically what I can do if she were to speak English, but she doesn't. It, uh, yeah, it bothers me, and I just want her to know that um, next time something like that happened, I probably won't tell her, because I don't want to be blamed for something that I know was not my fault. Because at the end of the day, I don't regret my marriage. I thought it was one of the best times in my life. I wish it would have lasted a little <laughs> Like I had accounted for maybe like four or five years. And some people probably be like, are you crazy? You just get married just so you can stay with the per other person four to five years. And yes, because like I said earlier, my expectations are really low when it comes to other people's commitment. And it's because I also have commitment issues as in like, I'm in a very committed relationship now, but I understand that uh, historically with me, I get really bored really quickly and I don't expect other people to be with me when they don't want to. And since I feel like I change quickly, other people get to change quickly. I don't know if that made sense, but so yeah, I feel really bad for being blamed for my marriage, even though it was not my fault. And I'm not saying that just because I feel like I didn't do anything wrong, but factually speaking, I did not do anything wrong. I promise you. You can ask my ex-husband. I did nothing wrong for me to be divorced. <laughs> what? just the wrong time and some might say wrong person and my mom really brought the whole thing down because as I said I told her like after I'd already figured out some of my plans and calmed down somewhat emotionally and then she just like came in and just triggered the hell out of it and you know put another layer on top as in like, this is your fault. You did not listen to me, yada, yada. And I, I mean, with my mom, I think there is, I, I do have some faults in it because when I married this guy, I actually didn't let her know that we were dating because he was a lot older than me and uh, we were working together as like a boss employee relationship. I was not an employee. I'd always been doing 
things very similarly to what I do now, which is I help online entrepreneurs run their businesses with tech. And so that's what I was doing with my ex-husband, uh, helping him with his business. So we had a working relationship. I didn't want to tell my mom that, hey, now I'm fucking my boss. <laughs> so I just didn't let her know until we decided to leave Vietnam. So I got to get dinner with her, bring my fiance, and that was that. <laughs> I guess the day before, I did come home alone just to say goodbye, pack my stuff. And that was the first time she was like, I mean, she she told me, I don't know if she was being honest, but she said that she had an inkling that there was something going on because I, I told her like how working was like at the time because I was in Vietnam. Usually I'd be like overseas, but then I tell her how good my boss is to me and, you know, how working has been so fun, yada, yada. So she told me she was not that surprised but i was shitting because i was like oh shit now i just i've not told my mom anything now i'm just presenting her with a fiance that i'm gonna get married very soon and i'm gonna be out of her life for like four or five years and uh maybe it's normal somewhere in the world it's uh very not normal for an asian family in asia that i can say and, um, yeah, so I think the part where she said that, oh, I told you so, was from her having, like, certain opinions and judgment about this person that I was going to marry, that she'd never seen or heard of before. And, of course, when I told her, okay, so how, th this is how the, the, this was how the conversation went. So I was like, hey, mom, look. And then I showed her my, like, ring. And she was like, oh, you're getting married. And I was like, yeah. And I'm going to move away to Canada for, like, four years to get, like, an citizenship. And then she was like, well, tell me about this person. She kept calm. I think my mom learned to keep calm whenever I make decisions that seem really impulsive. Because that's just what I've been doing my whole life. So then I said, well, it's like, 16 years older than me and she's like whoa and like how how is he as a person uh has he been married before how's he treating his ex-partners and is this tmi but he had multiple marriages before and to my knowledge at the time and still now i mean it shifted a little bit he'd been very nice to his ex-partners he always been very supportive and so i was like yeah if anything if he dumps me i'll just like join that club of ex-wives and he'd still be nice to me there's no risk <laughs> and so i guess like my mom reluctantly said yes to a dinner and off we went so my mom didn't have any much say in this marriage and i feel like maybe she had expectations that she would have some kind of opinion about the person i was dating and seriously considered marrying but she didn't get that chance and i don't think she deserves that chance just because she's my mom again i not like i don't like my mom i love my mom but for certain things 
especially if it's regarding my personal life. I don't want other people to have a say in it, <laughs> especially family, because I know they have, they're very influential. I don't want to upset them. And so I would try to like make them happy and forget about my own happiness. So I try my best to like let them in as much as I think is safe for me to deal with. And then I just do things on my own. Because here's another thing. I'm very responsible with, with my decisions. It's not like I made the wrong decision and then came home and cried to my mom that I did something wrong and she should have warned me and yada yada. I always take full responsibility for the, all the shits I do. If I fail, it's my fault. I made that decision. If I won, this was my decision. You know what I mean? So yeah, let me see. If mom was here and she could speak English, here's what I'd say. Mom, remember when I told you that I was getting divorced? And you asked me why, what I did wrong <laughs> to be divorced. And you kind of had an attitude of like, oh, I told you so. Like, you shouldn't have married such an old man with like ex-wives and it really hurt me because when I called you I was specifically looking for support I thought you would be just you know there for me didn't have to say much you'd be like oh is you know anything I can help you with I'm sorry that this happened to you but instead I felt like I was being attacked and now I have to explain myself for why I might have done something wrong and how I could fix the situation where it wasn't my fault. Even if it was, I wouldn't appreciate that kind of attack. I wouldn't say an attack, you know, but, and I understand that you had good intention. You were very worried for me. You've been worried for me all your life. And I always tell you, just worry less because I can do this. I can live my life. And I'm going to be okay. And I have always been okay with whatever I go through, right? So I need you to trust me to take care of myself. And when I let you know about things that are happening around me, especially bad things, it's not to concern you. Because it's the very reason I don't tell you right away. Because I don't want to concern you. And whether or not you accept the fact that I'm no longer your child. I mean, I'm still your daughter. But I'm not a little kid. I'm my own person now. And if you really worry about me, that's on you. You know, I, I've told you a million times to not worry. And to trust me to make my own decisions and deal with my life the way I have been dealing with my life. Which is to not kill myself. And to get my shit together. And keep learning and keep being a good person, right? I've been doing that. So I would like to, honestly, I would like this to be a two-way conversation because I want to know, I want to ask her how she would like us moving forward in terms of having these kinds of conversations about my failures in life and how her worrying affects me and the way she responds to my failure just kills me inside honestly because oh i don't know if i mentioned but my mom's the only person in my family 
that I trust enough to tell anything about. So it's almost like she represents my family. If you have a family, you can think of like four or five people, right? I think of my mom. And that's where the safety net is. And so far, it hasn't been that safe. And if you're my family, like sister, it's, I'm not saying that I, you're not my family or anything, but I don't think you could be of help and I would make you uncomfortable for no reason. <laughs> so I just tell mom so that she could tell you and you don't have to talk about me because, yeah. And I honestly, I did expect my mom to, because she's lifted this life before, she also got divorced in a very similar circumstance and I thought she would have some wise words to say to like console me and be supportive and she happened to not do that but anywho thank you for listening in it's a a rough rough story I don't think I've told anybody yet even with actually like my comedy classes just ended i'm gonna keep doing open mics i'm not gonna give up anytime soon because apparently i'm pretty good at it but i got feedback from the very beginning that uh, my divorce is a very good source of material for comedy but i can't talk about it because i'm not detached from it yet you know when you make fun of something it's because you can and it's because you have a set of information that you're very confident in and you don't care if people question you because you have your own reasons right for what you're saying but my marriage was just it's hard to talk about uh and it's not the marriage itself it's the person that i was married to with for uh, yeah, I feel like he, a lot of people know him and know me, and uh, he's not a bad person. I can't say anything bad about him, nor the marriage. The marriage is amazing. So, yeah, and then at the end of the day, I was so hurt. I was so hurt. I was shocked, and I was hurt. And, uh, yeah, it's trauma. It's that add to my trauma list. So, we'll see how it goes. Maybe a few years more, maybe I can start making jokes about my marriage and divorce. I'm glad I got it over with, though, because uh, now I seem more experienced. It's uh, something I've always been a little insecure about is my age. I feel like I'm too young. I don't know what I'm talking about. And when there's a lot of grown-ups around me, grown-ups as in like people in their 30s and up, or even like late 20s, I feel like I shouldn't be here. And because of the nature of my work, and maybe it's, wow, it's only my insecurity, but in real life, I'm actually surrounded by older people than me. It's because I like to learn. And I just happened to be in a industry that experienced people are in. And that must say something about me, right? Like, I am experienced. I maybe do know what I'm talking about. But it's 
it's always been like a constant, like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. They've been doing this for as long as you've been alive. What do you have to say? You know, just point them to the other person who knows more, who has lived life more. But from this experience, now that people, I have conversations with people and the topic comes up where I said, well, I've experienced married and divorced. All of a sudden, I feel so much more like an adult. And people seem to respect me more because they're not like, oh, so now you have life experience. <laughs> so that's a bonus. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in today. I love talking to you. And I can't wait to see you in my DMs and inbox at momdisapproved on Instagram and momdisapproved at gmail.